You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh man, what a day it's going to be. Welcome into the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock, daily host of Locked On Cardinals. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Tell them Locked On sent you. We got a full podcast today. It's a special one for me. I'll explain in just a bit. Today we kick off our preseason training camp preview. I'm going to be joined by Lauren Cox of Locked On Bears. He's going to answer whether or not Justin Fields can win the starting quarterback role. Right now, Fields is even kind of conceding that it's Andy Dalton's job week one. But can Fields finagle his way in to QB1? My co-host from Locked On Cardinals, Alex Clancy, is going to join me and we'll preview the Arizona Cardinals training camp. Can they take the next step in their rebuild, get over the hump, and get into the playoffs? And I think we're seeing Tom Brady near the end of the road. And you're like, well, no doubt about it. He's going to be 44 this season. Of course, he's going to be nearing the end of the road. But Tom Brady has had lofty goals of how long he wants to play this game. And recently, he hinted on when he may actually hang up his cleats. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Locked On Network. You're subscribed to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. You're following along on Spotify. Follow me on Twitter if you'd like at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. I hope you had a great Father's Day yesterday. The NFL littered with fathers and sons. I mean, we had the Mannings, Archie, Peyton, Eli. Their nephew, Arch, could be on his way to the NFL. That's Cooper's son. You've got, uh, I mean, so many more. It's tough to keep track. Orlando Zeus Brown, his son Orlando Jr., now protecting Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes' blindside. We just had a trio, if not more, drafted into this league in the first round. Patrick Sertain had his son Patrick Sertain the second, selected by the Broncos, Asante Samuel, and his son Asante Samuel Jr. He's now a member of the Los Angeles Chargers. J.C. Horn was the... Top defender off the board in this year's draft. He's the son of Joe Horn, of course, the wide receiver formerly of the New Orleans Saints. Ed McCaffrey, big-time receiver for the Broncos. His son, Christian McCaffrey, a star for the Carolina Panthers. His brother, Max, also had a cup of coffee in the league. There were like 97 Matthews. Bruce Matthews, his brother, Clay. And then, of course, his son, Clay Matthews. His brother, Casey Matthews. You've got Jake for the Falcons, Kevin for the Titans. The Longs, Howie Long, the Hall of Famer, his son Chris, and Kyle. Kyle and Mike Shanahan, Bill and Steve Belichick, Ed Hockley's son is an NFL referee, Eddie Guns. It's just a father-son affair as far as the NFL's concerned. I mention that because today is a special podcast for me. Because only in a few short hours here on Monday, the day after Father's Day, I become a dad myself. Yeah, it's it's happening It is going down. My wife and I are headed to the hospital later today, and we're going to have our first son, uh, our first child. She's doing great. This is a scheduled thing. She's not waiting around for me to finish recording. It's happening in a couple hours from now. The Lockdown NFL family is growing. We're beyond excited. I'm grateful to get to talk football every day and every Monday on this podcast with all of you, and I'm thankful so often for you listening. 
Please do not be afraid to send me any parenting advice. Just hit me up on Twitter at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. I'll have my son's measurables next podcast. Don't you worry, including that make or break hand size to see if he has any chance of being a successful NFL quarterback. (laughs) But in all seriousness, doing this podcast is a huge honor. It's going to bump down the depth chart as far as honors in my life. Being uh, my son's father is going to be my greatest and husband to my wife. But I'm excited to, in a few hours, just be meeting and then raising a little football fan. We've seen Tom Brady, of course, talk about his father. We've seen him with his kids. Seems like a really good dad. Is Tom Brady nearing the end of the road? He's going to be 44 years old. He talked to USA Today recently, and he said uh, when he was asked if he was going to play until 50 years old, he said, quote, 50? That's a long time. Even for me, that's a long time. I've always said that 45 was the age that I wanted to reach, and that was my goal. This year I'll be 44, so next year I'll be 45. I got a two-year contract. I'm going to be able to obviously play this year, and God forbid anything happens, but play next year and then see what happens after that. If I still want to keep playing, I might be able to do that, and if that's enough, then that would be enough. Close quote. I might sound like a broken record, but I think that these next two years are it for Tom Brady. He said 45, he set that goal, and he's going to ride off in the sunset. Hopefully, hopefully Father Time doesn't finally rear his ugly head. Father Time's undefeated. Hopefully he doesn't take Tom Brady down and we get to see him kind of play at a high level before he gets out of here. It's been miraculous what he's been able to achieve, winning a Super Bowl at the age of 43, his first season with Tampa Bay. The expectations are absolutely that to repeat as champions. Bears first-round rookie quarterback Justin Fields is saying doing all the right things, including conceding being the Bears' starting quarterback week one. But can he earn his way into the starting lineup this training camp, this preseason? Lauren Cox will answer that and give us our first team preview as we gear up for training camp. It's the Lockdown NFL Podcast. The Eastern Conference Finals are set. You've also got the Suns up 1-0 in the Western Conference Finals. Devin Booker, a 40-point triple-double go-off king. Suns, six-point favorites over the Clippers in Game 2. You like any of that action? Go to Bet Online. It's the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, it's in full swing. You can track it all at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting news, including Major League Baseball the NBA, the NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, tip basketball, dropped hockey puck, bet online, go on your laptop, your cell phone, check all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head over to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You put in 100 bucks, you'll get free Fifty dollars to play around with. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. It's that time of year. We're going to start to preview around the league, and we're kicking things off today. I've got my co-host from Locked On Cardinals, Alex Clancy, joining us in a bit. But right now, Lauren Cox from Locked On Bears joins us here on the Locked On NFL podcast. And I got to tell you, uh, Lauren, I've been watching. You know, I'm you know, social media and TV, and I've been seeing Justin Fields do and say all the right things, model teammate, 
saying all the right things. Even got political when he was asked, would he root for the Cubs or the White Sox? He said both. Welcome onto the podcast. I, I disagree with that. I'll say that right out of the gates. What are your thoughts on Justin Fields' inability to root for the North Side or the South Siders? Well, he's already been to a Cubs game, so he kind of established that first. And it was stark contrast to Mitch Trubisky, who came in pretty strong White Sox early on. So, you know, trying to differentiate himself a little bit there and trying to play down the middle too, right? I mean, he all Chicago sports fans, both Cubs and White Sox fans, should be able to agree on Justin Fields at this point. Maybe that's the only thing they can agree on. And so they don't have to fight over, you know, which parent he stays with on every other weekend. He can just like all of Chicago baseball. Yeah, that's fine. I think when it comes down to it, all people care about, especially in Chicago, whether you're a Cubbies fan or a Palehosers fan, is that uh, Justin Fields is a successful quarterback when it comes down time to him playing. And it, it, he seems to understand that Andy Dalton's going to be the starting, going to be QB1 the first week of the NFL season. Is there any way between now and then that he can work his way into the starting role? The only way Justin Fields starts week one is if Andy Dalton gets hurt or I guess suspended is is a possibility there. But something outside of the on-field performance has to take Andy Dalton out of that starting lineup. Otherwise, the Bears are fully committed to the Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes model that Matt Nagy used in Kansas City. He left before Patrick Mahomes ever made his first start. He did play in that week 17 game of Matt Nagy's last season, but that's the formula that the bears want to follow here. And it's this weird like discussion behind the discussion here where the bears have been very firm that, that Andy Dalton is going to start week one, but they've very also been firm that they're going to leave the door open for Justin Fields to start at some point. And so like everyone is just talking around Andy Dalton waiting for him to fail. Like it's just the expectation that at some point they're going to make that switch to Justin Fields. And it does feel maybe a little bit unfair to Dalton to just sort of instantly assume that he's going to fail. Although track record might suggest that Justin Fields will be the superior quarterback based on talents, what we've seen, but I don't know. It's kind of like everyone's talking behind Andy Dalton's back of just starting the clock ticking of, all right, is it going to be week four? Is it going to be week eight, week 10? When will Andy Dalton not be good enough? And then we get to see Justin Fields. Yeah, it's, it is it is fascinating. I mean, it's not that long ago that they had signed Mike Glennon and Mitchell Trubisky was a guy that didn't start the season as the quarterback or quarterback one, and it didn't take too long for him to get into the starting lineup, but it takes a little luster off the quarterback battle right now. So with that being said, what's the be- the biggest position battle going into Chicago Bears camp just, uh, just about a month out? I've got my eye on cornerback in particular. There's there's some room for wiggle on the offensive line, particularly at the right tackle spot, but it does seem like once things kind of settle in there, they'll kind of know what they have. But right now at cornerback, it's kind of anybody's game. Jalen Johnson, their second-round pick last year, presumably stepping in as the top starter for now. They signed Desmond Trufant, formerly of the Lions last year, but spent most of his career with the Falcons before that. He's supposed to be sort of the veteran replacement for Kyle Fuller, who they released for pretty much just salary cap purposes this offseason. They also moved on from their slot cornerback, so there's kind of a competition for the number two and number three cornerback spots. They got the former Steelers first-round pick, Artie Burns, as a potential training camp guy just to see if maybe a change of scenery can be some untapped potential there. Their fifth-round pick last year, Kendall Vildor, has kind of been the standout of organized team activities so far, getting in on some action early on, making some plays on the ball. And now in his second year, it's the first offseason where he's had 
in-person practices in May and June. Now, he didn't get to do this last year. He barely had a normal training camp last season, and now he can be a little bit more vocal, a little bit more energy. And that's been kind of the message that we've heard from this Bears defense is that they're getting back to that hype and that energy that they felt a couple of years ago. Now with a new defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, trying to get back to more of that Vic Fangio defense, the main difference there is going to be in coverage. And the idea is putting these cornerbacks back in a little bit of a better position for them to be successful. Follow him on Twitter, of course, Cox Sports One, and just kind of look down your timeline. You've been talking a little bit on your podcast on a daily basis on Lockdown Bears. Uh, the other side of the football, I mean, we know about A Rob, right? I mean, Allen Robinson's coming back. He's he's been tagged, and there's not much in the cupboard beyond 2021 at the wide receiver position. We know that you know Robinson's going to be wide receiver one. What's the rest of that group look like? Whether it's Dalton, whether it's Fields, who are they throwing to? I've got this weird feeling still about Allen Robinson. He he signed the franchise tag Mm -hmm. and has said as recently as last week, like, yes, I am planning on moving forward and playing on the franchise tag on a one-year deal. It's not what I want. It's not ideal, but I sort of accept that that's the situation. They're still, you know, negotiating and trying to work kind of a deal and get something done, but he's willing to kind of eat it and take the $18 million paycheck. I, I might be as well, but Last year at this time, the Bears kind of came to him right before the regular season and offered him a low ball contract extension as sort of like a pressuring him right before the regular season to say, hey, you sure you want to play on the contract year? Why don't you take this team friendly offer and just accept this? And after having not negotiated with him for most of the summer, he got really insulted and demanded a trade like right Mm -hmm. before the season last year. And so like even though everything seemed fine from a contract standpoint leading up to it, you never know how things can change at the last minute. So I, I still have this, like, until we see him on the field in week one, a part of me is always going to just be a little bit unsure or just waiting for something to go south in those negotiations because it's been going on for almost two full years now. But for now, Allen Robinson still wide receiver one. Darnell Mooney, wide receiver two. Everyone expecting a big step forward for him. Another guy as a rookie last year, didn't get the full offseason, didn't get any kind of regular offseason this year, full speed ahead, trying to get on the same page as his quarterbacks and now trying to be a little bit more of a vertical offense with particularly Justin Fields, but maybe some Andy Dalton as well, opening things up for some of his vertical speed. And then from there, Anthony Miller's kind of on the trade block, kind of on the roster block, but he's penciled in as your de facto number three that they brought in Marquise Goodwin from the 49ers. He's had a couple of big seasons, but been hurt as of late and then opted out of last year. There's some expectation that he could win that job. They signed Demir Bird from the Patriots, but he was kind of a, a one-year wonder with them in the Cam Newton year where their wide receiver group was terrible. He was kind of the best of the worst. So it's it's a question mark. I think Bears fans feel pretty good about one and two, and they hope that some combination of the three, four, and five can can give them something. But maybe it ends up being Tariq Cohen playing a lot more receiver than running back as they have a lot of crowded depth there. If it's yeah. Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet playing some more receiver, it, it's going to be a hodgepodge there behind the top two guys. I will tell you about Demir Bird. I mean, he had the same situation pre-DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona. He was just the second best option by default. Nothing he did that wowed you. And then he parlayed it into that contract with the Patriots and had a decent season. Now he's in Chicago. Now I've got one last question. It's kind of two, but I feel like they're probably going to be the same answer. But you could you can go your own direction with it. Is encouraged, of course. The best, or not the best, what the biggest offseason move, whether it's somebody exiting the building, coming in the building, and then of course the reason for optimism for the Chicago Bears in 2021 entering training camp. So, of course, everything 
revolves around Justin Fields. Yeah. I mean, he that draft pick changed uh, it changed everything. Like it changed the whole trajectory of this franchise. We went from January feeling like Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace might not have even we were not positive they were going to survive January. Like they Black Monday was coming around and we weren't 100% sure what that was going to look like. And we went through this whole offseason thinking this is their make or break year. They have to show significant improvement in 2021 and really take that next step as an organization or those guys are gone. And all of a sudden you trade up into the top 12 and draft Justin Fields. And it feels like all that's gone. And not that, I mean, not that much has changed, right? I mean, you have a franchise quarterback, but nothing is actually changed yet. It's just all of a sudden there's this specific future for both of them. And all of a sudden it feels like, They've bought themselves some more time on one draft pick, even though it doesn't necessarily fix the mistakes that they've made in the past. And so I think we're more willing to just kind of accept those and look those over if Justin Fields is able to be everything this team thinks he can be. But at the same time, I look and, you know, they lost so much defensively, particularly cutting Kyle Fuller is going to be a huge drop off at cornerback. And there's some questions about how this pass rush is going to keep coming together. They almost got rid of Akeem Hicks. There's still rumors that a trade could happen there. They cut both of their offensive tackles. They made a lot of salary shedding moves in part for some of those criticisms of Ryan Pace that we wondered about why he would still have his job. I mean, there's been some roster construction issues there. So they, this team lost a lot of talent and I think we've been easy to overlook it only because Justin Fields can bring so much and can elevate so much else that you're willing to kind of say, yeah, well, we've got our franchise quarterback. So all that stuff can be dealt with in the future. And it's no longer about 2021. It's about 2022 and 2023. And if they can win some games this season and we get some great Justin Fields play, that's a bonus. It's great stuff. Great insight, of course, as you lead up towards training camp. And of course, as the preseason beats on and the regular season is here before we know it. Cox Sports 1, Lauren Cox, listen to him on a daily basis. Locked on Bears. Lauren, thank you so much as always, my man. Hey, appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. This offseason, Arizona Cardinals added J.J. Watt to their defense. Rodney Hudson, a perennial Pro Bowl center to their offense. Plus, A.J. Green, James Conner, and first-round pick, Zayvon Collins, second-round pick, Rondell Moore, the wide receiver out of Purdue. Is it enough to take Kyler Murray and crew and push him over the hump and into the playoffs? My co-host from Locked On Cardinals, Alex Clancy, helps us answer that question. I got to tell you about the best-tasting protein bar ever. It's Built Bar. It's unbelievable. And right now, for a limited time, thanks to Father's Day, their caramel brownie is available. While supplies last, you can go to BuiltBar.com and get yourself a caramel brownie. If they run out of caramel brownie, well, they've got nine flavors that you can rely upon that are just as delicious. Coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. And you don't have to give up any nutrition at all. Check this out. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Go online today, BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's using the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Do you know where I feel the most vulnerable on this planet? Standing at the register of an auto parts store or talking to a mechanic. I don't know that much about cars. Here's what's brought me comfort. Rock Auto. This episode's brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes, models, it's now impossible for your local chain of auto parts stores to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? 
and wait while the person behind the counter orders parts off their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more in the same parts from the chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving all your do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on. And how did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. We just talked to Lauren Cox of Locked On Bears. Now we're going to bring in my co-host from Locked On Cardinals, Alex Clancy. He joined us last week as we talked to little Kyler Murray. You know, the potential of him playing baseball. And we kind of buried that for a while. For about the next decade or so. And then we'll kind of revisit it. Uh, but let's continue our team previews here. And the Arizona Cardinals had a busy offseason. They added J.J. Watt. They added a perennial pro bowler in center, Rodney Hudson. They added uh, Zayvon Collins in the first round of the NFL draft. There's high expectations around this organization as Kyler Murray enters his third season. Alex, thanks for rejoining me here. And I don't know, what in your opinion... Because it's been such a busy offseason. And on paper, the Cardinals have been very successful. But we only, we know that only goes so far. For your money, who is the biggest addition to this organization this 2021 offseason? Uh, it's an interesting question because it's on the field, culture, off the field. You know who the Cardinals could have used during the last eight weeks of last year when everything was crumbling? J.J. Watt. And not necessarily because of what he would add on the field, although that would help. He turns negative situations into less negative situations by his leadership, by the way he carries himself with his experience. I know that it probably won't be him on the field that we saw three or four years ago, but it's going to be a guy that can take these young kids and teach them how to play in the NFL with a level head. And if he can turn into 80% of what he was, that'll be a hell of a bonus but I think it's got to be J.J. Watt. I mean, you can make the cases you mentioned for Rodney Hudson, solidify the offensive line, protect Kyler Murray, allow the run game to flourish maybe a little bit more than it did last year, even though it wasn't terrible. But it's got to be J.J. Watt. Just what he does. It's the aura around him. Yeah, it's interesting because you and I talked to Stephen Bach, a longtime friend, trainer of Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. And he admit, I mean, he, he, he pointed it out. I mean, Kyler Murray is not a, a, a vocal leader. He's not a rah-rah guy. And we know that this organization has lacked that voice inside the locker room for so long. Even Larry Fitzgerald is, you know, speak softly and carry a big stick. So I think J.J. Watt is going to be a guy to fill that void, even if he's not going to be somebody that's going to approach double-digit sacks. He's going to do a lot on the field, but most of his work's going to be, you know, that voice in that locker room. Yeah, for sure. I mean... It doesn't, and you're like, well, he gets hurt a lot. Yeah, sure. Maybe he won't play 17 games. He probably won't. If he plays 12, he's going to be on the sidelines. He's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, his, his, his play may have diminished and is obviously going to be null and void if he's not on the field for a uh, specified amount of games. But the Cardinals need that so much. They need to, you know, to fill the cracks in the foundation, or otherwise, everybody's getting fired next right. year. Right. So this is like, I mean, this is it. J.J. Watt seems to be like the the Gordon Ramsay kitchen nightmares coming in <laughs> to help when this is a very fragile ecosystem. We've talked about it a lot with the Arizona Cardinals. Very fragile. 
you know, it's starting to it's starting to mold together, but there's a lot more questions than potential answers still. And JJ Watt filled one of those holes, and hopefully, hopefully he'll be able to do what he did in Houston uh, with the Cardinals. Alex Clancy, my co-host over at Locked On Cardinals, joins us here on the Locked On NFL podcast. And uh, so, as training camp approaches, there are several positions up for grabs. What's the biggest position battle, in your opinion, for the Cards going into uh, the 2021 training camp? Like seven of them, but it's got to be it, it's got to be the running back room. Yeah, and this is something we're going to be geocentric here with this answer. Um, Chase Edmonds is looked at as RB one by a lot of people. Uh, Bo, you and I have had plenty of people on from Channel Twelve News, the Tegna affiliate uh, here in Phoenix, partnership with the Locked On Podcast Network, Cam Cox, uh, Ryan Cody, Cheerson Susell. I mean, it's Chase Edmonds is the guy. That's what people are saying that Chase Edmonds is the guy. And bringing in James Conner has helped. He's obviously hasn't played a full season since, I believe, since uh, Le'Veon Bell left. I don't even know if he played a full season then. Uh, they're very different backs. Um, but Chase Edmonds is kind of thrust into this role of, okay, kid, let's see if you can handle 25 touches, whether it be handing the ball off or catching the ball out of the backfield. That has to be it. That has to be it. And you hope that both finish the, uh, end up at the finish line together with a B-plus season, but chances are that's not going to happen, especially with the elongated season of 17 weeks. So I think for the betterment of the Cardinals, that has to be the position where there's going to be the most competition. And hopefully one will pan out, if not both. We don't agree on a lot on our daily podcast, but I do agree with you. Absolutely, that's the biggest uh, position battle going into camp. And it's like the most watered-down version of like Ron Dane and Tiki Barber, Thunder and Lightning like we've ever <laughs> seen. But it is like that. that's just kind of their skill set. James Conner, as you mentioned, he hasn't played in more than 13 games in the last two seasons and he's not a burner, and this offense thrives on running backs that can get to the uh, to the outside in that zone run scheme. So it's going to be huge for him, and what he can do, he can be a dynamic back. So little little heads up for you fantasy football players out there. I mean, don't just assume that it's going to be James Conner as RB1, and don't just assume that it's going to be uh, Chase Edmonds as RB1. That's the big position battle to look, look out for uh, going forward. Let's get into one last question here. Uh, as we are doing our team previews here on the Lockdown NFL podcast, reason for optimism. Because I think there is, you know, hope springs eternal at this time of year. This is the quiet time of year. You had the offseason. You had the free agent additions, the trades, the uh, the NFL draft. Tell me why Cardinals fans or fans around the country should be optimistic about this Cardinals team going into this season. Kyler Flippin' Murray. <laughs> That's it. I mean, he's number one. He's going to be number one. He's going to be number one. And Bo, you and I, again, we pride ourselves on not being homers on the Lockdown Cardinals podcast. We pride ourselves on it. I love Kyler Murray. And it's not because he's, you know, number one on your in your playbooks and number one in your hearts like Shane Falco. You know, he's he is a different dude. He's an introvert. He loves video games. Him and Bronny James are going to make a whole boatload of money (laughs) with their new video game team. The best quote he ever said was after the Hail Murray, something to the effect of, I actually saw the quote earlier today was, winning a game and getting to play video games with your friends doesn't get better than that. And I want this dude to be the guy to be the Cardinals quarterback for the next decade. He's freakishly talented. He's got a cannon for an arm. He's got great legs. He's got he's he's a guy that he has between his ears what 
winning quarterbacks have, and they just need to put it together. I mean, to quote Wedding Crashers, he's basically the state of Maryland. It's crab cakes and football. He's just video games <laughs> yeah. and football. He's a simple man. Yeah, but with an incredible skill set, no doubt about it. Any, nobody's going to do that. Red 7. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just stand over there, please. It's Alex Clancy, Clancy's <laughs> Corner. Follow him on Twitter. Listen to him on a daily basis with myself, my co-host. Locked on Cardinals at Locked on AZ Cards. That's our Cardinals team preview before training camp. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On NFL Podcast. Make sure you're tuned in tomorrow. Ross Jackson, Lucas Braun, they're going to be previewing pre-training camp. The Minnesota Vikings on Wednesday. It's going to be the Jaguars. Thursday, it'll be the Chiefs. And Friday, it will be the Las Vegas Raiders. Please wish me luck as I enter fatherhood later today. Appreciate any parenting tips. Hit me up at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. I've been your host, Bo Brock. I will talk to you guys next week. Have a great rest of your Monday and a great week. Thanks for listening to Locked On NFL Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast after you're done with us today. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.